boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is talking greyhounds. Here's Simone Fisher. Good morning on this Saturday, the 6th of July. It's back to the usual show this morning and thank you for all the very positive comments from last week's special with Marg Long. Jason Adams joins me this week to look at the McKenna Memorial Final next week at Sandown on Thursday night after four terrific heats just run and Terrelgan's manager Stephen Clark tells us what is happening at Terrelgan with the initial consultations about the rebuilding of the new track. What's making news around the kennels? The Group 1 Brisbane Cup had a brilliant field assembled for the $250,000 to the winner event on Thursday night. There were a number of Victorians who contested the final, but it was Seneki from Box 2 that jumped cleanly and led all the way, breaking the track record at Albion Park for Steve White. Seneki has now won the launching pad, the Queensland Derby, and now a Group 1. He also ran second in the Silver Chief and has had 20 starts for 12 wins and 5 placings. I think he is a serious contender for the features later in the year. Wentworth Park will hold heats of both the Vic Peters Cup and Peter Mosman Opal tonight, with a strong Victorian contingent heading there. The Winter Cup final at Cranbourne last Saturday night was won by Starter Riot for Lisa and Keith Helmuth. It was worth $20,000 to the winner, and she heads to Wentworth Park tonight for a heat of the Peter Mosman. Terrelgan are looking ahead to the rebuild of a brand new track with demolition works on the existing track to commence later this month, more soon with Stephen Clark. GRV are helping participants prepare for the many aspects of the code of practice that will be implemented in January 2020. There is plenty of information on what is required that can be found on the website. And the National Sprint and Distance Finals will take place in Cannington this year. Heats in Victoria commence in early August. Nominations close at the end of July and info can be found on the GRV website. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. Four heats of the McKenna Memorial were run at Sandown on Thursday night and joining me now is Sandown's Jason Adams. Jason, uh, a fantastic night of racing. Yeah, good morning, Simone, and an awesome night of racing. I think as soon as the fields come out last Monday, four heats of the McKenna, it's a strong series every year, and this year looks to be no exception. We've come up with a really good final. Sure is. We've got the mix of some youngsters. We've got some mix of some experience and um, some of those older chasers with plenty of group racing, one between them. But uh, the box draw, Neo Cleo's come up with the red. What do you think about that? She's going to be hard to beat from the red, I think. We saw how good she was last week, and even when things weren't exactly on her terms. She caught up with a, a few hiccups earlier on, but still able to power away and, and not win in, in really fast time. But I think we know, given the clear run and the right circumstances, she can certainly put up some, some really good winning time. Box one's going to suit her to the ground. She's got Sweet as M on her outside, who isn't exactly a fast beginner. And then outside of that, Donna Chancellor, who we know does like to, to hold a little bit of a, a wide line on the track. So Neo Cleo is certainly the winner out of the box draw. She's already won two Group Ones, the Sale and the Sapphire Sale Cup, I should say, and the Sapphire Crown recently, and that was an outstanding run as well over the five fifteen. There, she has run a thirty three eighty nine. I think we could probably expect if she jumps from the red that uh, she can perhaps go go back around her personal best. Absolutely, and I think the thing that we we most love about her is is the consistency in her class. She brings it to the table every time she goes around and. From box one, she's really got no excuses and just consistent as she is, um, you would be surprised if she didn't make a mistake in the draw. 
That's right, and she's had eight wins already from box one. So it seems like at this stage, it does seem like it's her race to lose going by the box draw. But um, it's not going to be an easy task. Sweet as M, like you mentioned, does like to or isn't always the fastest of beginners. It seemed to tire a little bit on Thursday night, but has run um, over the distance a little bit more ground, I should say, at uh, Sandown. If I can find my form, my form guide here. Um, did have a win at Sandown over the 7.15 in late February, but perhaps um, just needing a little bit of race fitness. Has only had a couple of starts since that win over the 700. I think that was exactly the case. I spoke to her handler, Peter Riley, last night, and look, she's only had a few starts back since about three months off the track, so she's still warming up, and it was her first start over the distance for some time. But we know in the past, and when she has um, been at full fitness and, and raced over that trip, she's broken 34 seconds over the distance here at the track before, so she's certainly gets the trip. There's no problem about that. But I think that run uh, in her heats on Thursday night was certainly one she needed. She should improve from it. You would expect so. Dinah Chancer, this greyhound, is Mr. Consistency as well. Um, he's won just shy of $300,000 and does have that PB here of 33.85. Um, he's been in many group race finals. Um, must be a good chance as well, even if it's just for a place. Who knows? Absolutely, and look, he's, a, he's an iron dog of the staying ranks. He doesn't do a lot wrong, and not many feature races go around over the, the middle distance or the longer distance without Don a chance to engage. He was really good on a Thursday night, and just the way he finished off the race, it was just really impressive on the ice. So he's got to be a chance. He's full of class and uh, generally been in a few good fields like this before. He has. It was a tough win, um, given that often imitator did challenge him and Picked up the lead as well, but he showed his class in the end there and his strength. Number four, Black Impala. She has already won a Group 1. Um, that was the Hume Cup last year. Blistering early pace in its uh, heat, 9.04 to the first mark. Or I should mention it is a dog. I'm getting my um, dogs and bitches mixed up here, Aunt Jason. I'm um, looking all these different pages here, but uh, Black Impala. He's over four years old as well, so he's one of the more experienced and older chasers. He is, but another one who's pretty consistent but I reckon he'd, he'd have to be right on his game and, and be able to leave this race to be able to win because he's not the sort of type that can win races coming from behind but we've seen with his early pace and, and has brought him to some really good success of course ran second in the bold trace late last year over 700 and then before that uh, won the Hume Cup and this draw is probably not disastrous because he does like to, to run in that middle part of the track so if he gets away well he's going to have a bit of room to work with Midnight Dare, what a future she's got Absolutely big future. She's just had the, the nine career starts, I think it is now, and, and speaking to her trainer, Jason Thompson, yesterday, he was uh, clear in saying that they wanted to qualify for the final. That's all they wanted to do. First up over the distance, and um, obviously she led up to the heat with a, a really good run at the Meadows, but ever since she started her career, I think we've all been really excited for the time where she does step up in trip, obviously Thursday night with her first crack at it, and you think improvement is certainly uh, not far at all ahead of her. No, she's run that 29.17 over the sprint at Sandown. That was an exhibition trial, but that just goes to show what sort of times this greyhound can run. And it was very impressive, her first start over the 5.95. Number six, often imitated. Uh, this chaser, again, uh, since it's had those couple of starts over, it's only had one start prior to the heat win, uh, heat run, I should say, at Sandown over the 5.95, a 34.14 on debut. I think that was Sandown Cup night, um, an outstanding run from, from often imitated as well, but um, perhaps would benefit by that run on Thursday night as well. For sure. I think she's probably still warming up to this sort of distance. I know in that first run that she did have over the trip, she didn't pull up all that well. She was a bit rough, so the Greenos decided to, to take it a little bit more slower. She then backed up with a 
a couple of nice wins over the sprint. So she's still on the rise. But, of course, the daughter of Sweet it is. So strengths uh, coming from her naturally is certainly no surprise. And she's reliable early too. And, gee, she mustered some pace, didn't she? And to pick up Dinah Chancer, who eventually got her at the end anyway, it was a, a terrific run. And I think we'll, we'll see a lot more of her when she keeps running over these longer trips. 100%. And, and hopefully, I think the long-term goal is for her to step up to 700 uh, metres eventually. She's, she's well-bred for her. She's still young and, and relatively lightly raced as well. So... No doubt a lot, of, a lot ahead of her in, in the time to come. Go seek Heidi. Is drawn box seven perhaps a greyhound that would be better off drawn the other side of the track? Yeah, absolutely. And look, she's had a really good run of box draws in the past month or two, coming up with a, a lot of box ones, which is what she's exactly suited to. So box seven, she's probably up against it here. She's going to have to do a lot right, and not only do a lot right, but rely on a few others to help her out too. So she's a very good greyhound, no doubt about that, uh, but she must draw inside so, uh, for us to see her best work. And Apex Within, I thought this was an outstanding run from this chaser. I'm not sure what your thoughts are on box eight. Perhaps drawn a little, little bit closer to the fence would be more beneficial, but um, an outstanding run, a new personal best here, and the fastest qualifier in 33.98. I uh, ran a 9.12 early, so it would probably need to run that sort of time early again, I think, to get into the race from box eight. But um, maybe a greyhound that's getting stronger and stronger as well. Having said yeah. that, it's had a lot of starts, so um, has run over the 700s as well. But um, perhaps a chaser that can sweep around the outside. Yeah, he was brilliant. I think he's probably poorly drawn in the final, but look, he's probably destined to, to pick up a, a win like this sooner or later. He's had a, a really good career. He's been a, a powerful force over the the longer trips across the provincial scene, but coming into the city where he has done in the past couple of months, he's stepped up to 700, but now dropped back to the 600, which I think is where he's perfectly suited. We saw um, proof of that on Thursday night. He was so good at his heat, and, and speaking to his trainer, Rod Clark, after the win, he, he was very happy with the way he's gone. He was hoping for an inside draw. There's no doubt about that, but uh, certainly a thrill for that team to be part of a big race. He's had a terrific year, Rod Clark, and this is certainly a continuation of that. Sure has. And Apex Within came off that win at sale over the 650 there. So you might be right on the money, Jason. Perhaps the 600 to 650, absolutely ideal ideal distance for Apex Within. Um, a good, strong, hard chaser and um, can begin as well. So let's hope he can begin from box eight to put himself into the race. So you must be really happy with the field that you've got assembled on Thursday night, Jason. Yeah, 100%. Look, the fields are strong and, and naturally the final is pretty strong, but you can occasionally get some, I guess, surprise results and a, a few creep their way into the final. But I reckon if you were to, to see this final after, before the heats were run, you think that is perfect. It's worked out absolutely brilliantly. There's no, none of them are making up the numbers. They're all really, really uh, talented greyhounds and the box draw certainly makes it interesting, but it's going to be an exceptional race on Thursday night. There's no doubt about that. Will 40,000 to the winner? Yeah, 40,000 to the winner. So a bit of carrot group to events and certainly one that's uh, in high demand year on year. Yeah, sure is. And I really like these middle distance races and the staying ones. I mean, we see so many over the sprint, but um, to see some of these quality chases battle it out over the middle distances, I think it's exciting racing. Absolutely. I think everyone kind of takes to the the longer distance racing. The better ones have have more of a chance to to catch up and, and get the job done. So Certainly a favourite of mine, the McKenna, every year. It's, a, it's an awesome race and uh, it's going to be great on Thursday. Can't wait for it. Thanks for your time this morning, Jason. Anytime, Simone. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And joining me now on Talking Greyhounds is Stephen Clark, who is the manager at the Terrelgan Greyhound Racing Club. Good morning, Stephen. 
morning, Simone. Been lots happening at Terrelgan in recent times, and number one has been the troubles that the track has experienced to result in no racing there for quite some time. Can you just elaborate, take us back to where the troubles started, what they were, and um, then we'll head into what's happening now in the future. Yeah, we, we were closed down, or we ran our last race meeting in about um, October, November last year. Um, the track since its inception really has had some drainage problems, and um, those problems cause water. Um, to gather on the surface in certain areas of the track. So it, um, we, we believed at the time when the track was built or, or soon thereafter there was problems with the base of the track. But to our, to our staff's credit, they were able to produce a safe race surface um, pretty much on every occasion. And we lost a few race meetings through the year, I know, and, and trainers will be aware of that. But it, um, it certainly wasn't through any fault of the, the staff there. It was... The track was actually failing and the base was crumbling underneath, which um, since we closed down, we've, we've ripped up all the sand and the membrane and examined the base and there's been a thorough examination. And the actual base of the track was crumbling and, 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 and there was cracks appearing and it just the integrity of the base is just a complete disaster, to be honest. So it's, um, a decision was made to permanently close us down and um, to revisit the track and, and come up with some new design and rebuild the track. I can't believe it's been that long. It only seems like a few months ago, but that's a long time for a track to be out of action. Um, I guess trainers have been able to have the option of other tracks in the Gippsland area there, Warrigal, Sale, Cranbourne. But, um, yeah, it must be, must be a hard time when you've got this product that you actually can't use. And at the time when Terrelgan came out, you had so many new distances and it was just fantastic. People had the option, but um, it's a, a real shame that it's gone down this way. Yeah, it is a shame, and, and um, you know, history will show that we probably had a track where that attracted um, a large number of nominations. We've got a large ground public to service, so it's been a little bit frustrating for us. But um, I must say, Simone, to, to Graham Racing Victoria's credit and the club's credit, they've taken their time with this one, and there's been a very thorough examination as to what occurred, and it's not about laying blame, but what it's about is not repeating the same process and get, making the same mistakes, so... It has taken a while, it's, um, but we make no apologies for that. It, uh, we'll certainly get it right this time. Oh, no doubt. And um, when you look at Horsham, the most recent track that's been rebuilt, and it's one of the safest, if not the safest, in Victoria now, and um, you know, getting nominations, and it's a fair hike for many trainers to get out to Horsham. But if we can, you know, you would expect that it would be even better than new track than Horsham. So that um, tells you that it should have a bright future. It does. We have the same people that were involved in the Horsham rebuild. Um, they've come to Tarelgan. Um, David Eager, um, who I have a great respect for, he's a structural engineer. Um, and uh, David Allen. Oh, sorry, David Eager designed the track. So he's a physicist from uh, University of Technology of Sydney. Um, he's an extremely intelligent man. Um, he, he's designed and, and um, developed many a track. Um, David Eager is the engineer that will be responsible for building it. So the GRV's credit that they're making decisions um, on evidence-based and not opinion-based and they've got the right experts to come into tracks now and design them and build them and I expect a great result. Oh, it sounds sounds like it will be. So the track, the current track is being demolished towards the end of the month. Um, then when can, when can we expect the rebuild and what sort of shape do you think that this new track would be? I know there was a consultation on the Wednesday night and by all accounts it went very well. So can you just talk us about through about um, 
when the rebuild will commence, what shape track we may be looking at in the consultation note? Yeah, the, the, as you said, the, the demolishing of the old track, um, our staff already started, to be honest, and but it gets uh, into full swing probably towards the end of the month. I know Alan Clayton is extremely keen to get it started as soon as possible. It's, um, and the rebuild will start shortly thereafter. The, the, um, our track and designs and the consultation results will be presented to the board at the end of this month at the board meeting and the decision will be made. It's, uh, our consultation on Wednesday, as you said, went absolutely fantastic. We had a, a really big turnout. There was probably 60 to 80 people there, interested parties. Um, gave some great feedback to the people uh, responsible for, for building the track as to what they wanted and, and concerns they had. Uh, there was two, two designs up for consultation. One was a J-shaped track and the other one was what we call a U-shaped track. Both had extensive back straights, which we believe and, and the, the designers believe will give dogs um, an opportunity to sort themselves out before they get to the corner. And uh, both corners were um, very wide um, bends and had a transitional turn. So from um, Dr. Riga was saying that he believes it will be the safest track in the world. So uh, we're very happy with that. Uh, we're all about safe racing and, and um, looking after the greyhound. So we, we couldn't be happier. I know it's probably a very premature question and my apologies in advance, but do you have any idea of the distances that may be put on this new track, Stephen? Yeah, well, the, the J-curve, um, the first track, it's, uh, it has a, the advantage of having a 300-metre straight track up the back, so there's two finish lines associated with this track. There's a 300-metre um, straight track, which we would probably run um, as a separate race meeting, so... Um, the, the intention or, or the plan around that track would be to run possibly three times a week. Right. Um, one straight track meeting probably midweek, maybe for lower graded dogs. It's, uh, and the, the other distances will be a 500 metre distance and a 400 metre distance. So there'd be around the corner, there'd be a four and a 500 metres, and then you'd have the option of having a 300 metre up the straight. Right. Um, the, U, the U-shaped um, track, which is more traditional in its in its outlook. It uh, would have a roughly a 350 metre distance, a 400 to 400, probably 450 metre distance, and then a 500 metre distance. Right, and that's um, I mean pretty much stock standard with the the horseshoe or U-turn tracks, isn't it? We have those particular distances, and that's what greyhounds are educated on, and and they are familiar with, and trainers are familiar with. So, sounds like you've you know come up with two really good designs there. But if it was to go the way of the the horseshoe, it might be a little bit more familiar for people. Now, the kennel and grandstand, you've got two terrific complexes there uh, at the whole complex, if buildings, I should say, at the whole complex. So, will they be existing? There won't be any work needing to be done to either of those. No, no they won't. And that was one of the challenges with the whole site. It's a very difficult site to work within. It it's, um, has a landlocked, so there's limited land available. Our grandstand and, and kennel block um, will remain existing, and we have a lot of heritage-listed trees on the site as well that we have to work around. So we would have um, tr- we would have um, loved to have built a more traditional one-turn track, but um, during the consultation period, we showed the people that were there that that the smallest um, traditional track in Victoria is Bendigo. And we put an overlay of Bendigo and it just showed that it simply did not fit. So it's um, all of our grandstand that will remain. It's, um, but we'll, we come up with the best solution that we could. And, 
And on the night, it's funny that you should say that it's a more traditional tractor use shape. On the night, um, it was overwhelming the people that voted, uh, voted in favour of that more traditional thing. So perhaps our industry is just not quite ready for something as radical as the day. Oh, perhaps not. But sometimes, um, you know, when you know that something works, you stick with it as well rather than change for the sake of change. But I'm sure whatever you do or what happens, Stephen, like you say, it will be the safest track in the world because we keep collecting data um, from the previous track. So it just goes to show on that projection that it will be the best in the world. And hopefully it will be right this time. Um, it, like I say, it's a long time to be out of action. So uh, sounds like you've got some challenges, but it look, sounds like you're heading on the right path. Yeah, absolutely. An interesting thing, I think that it was a real education the, the, uh, for me and it's a real education for participants that came on Wednesday night. An interesting thing, if you look at the tracks, both of them visually, uh, one of the main comments on the feedback was that by the time the dogs get to the corner, they'll be going too fast. Well, the, the analytical data from Dr. Eager, which is taken from GPS data from actual races, shows that greyhounds, after they run about 100, 120 metres, are actually slowing down. So it was very interesting. What what you what you think is correct visually, in fact, when you look at the scientific data, is actually wrong. So it was a real education for people. Oh, it sounds like it was a great night, and to get um, sixty people in the room, sort of on the same wavelength, that was a, a challenge, a challenge well achieved as well. So congratulations to you, and we look forward to seeing what comes out of Terrelgan in the next few months. Yes, thanks, man. I, I think when you get 80 grand trainers and you're doing something new, it's, um, I was a very nervous man on the night. <laughs> I'm sure you would have been, but it sounds like you didn't have to be in the end. No, that, they were fantastic. They were very accepting, and, and I was very proud of our local grand community. They were very, very pleased that the Graham Race Victoria are up and running. They want something there as quickly as they can, and you know, we have the right people in place, industry and government support. But the sky's the limit for our club. Good work, Steve. Congratulations, and I'm um, looking forward to hearing more about it down the future. No worries. Thanks, Simone. Thank you. It's the expert pick, Simone's Run of the Week. Racing Black Opium midfield away. Seneki came out quickly. Here comes Nangardiva Black Opium down the outside to be handy. Followed by Mystic Wright. Then came Lucy's Milo. Well back early. Zipping Bailey with Baruga Brett. Mystic Wright shuffled out to the tail. Seneki leads the Brisbane Cup down the back by three lengths over Nangardiva. Followed by Black Opium. A break then to Diner Paddy. Followed by Zipping Bailey. Seneki leads around the bend. Clear over Nangardiva. It's a brilliant Brisbane Cup win to Seneki. By four legs, Black Opium, second, third, Nangadiva. Very hard to go past that track record win of Seneki in the Brisbane Cup last night and an outstanding uh, outstanding call, I should say, by John Brash. Last week's Dog to Follow, Illusion, was unplaced at its last start, but keep an eye out for it. My Dog to Follow this week is True Detective, who at his fifth start and first start over the 600 metres at the Meadows ran a 34 and 19. He is engaged tomorrow over the 5.95 at Sandown, Race 5, Box 4. My best bet is Race 5, number 1 tonight at the Meadows, Dinah Uni. It's better than its most recent form and does drop in grade here. It's its first red for a while and does race well off this draw. Not the quickest away, but has a PB here of 29 and 97 and could be some value. And coming up, the McKenna Memorial next Thursday night at Sandown. Heats of the Peter Mosman and Vic Peters tonight at Wentworth Park. And Heats of the Maturity not far away either. It's been a busy week, but until next week, you keep those tails wagging.